I'm actually, I'm really enjoying them. Uh, I think, I think sesame in many ways is one of the most underappreciated of foodstuffs. Like if there's some nice sesame yeah. in your diet, if there's, if at any point in the day you're thinking to yourself, mm -hmm. man, that is a deliciously sesame infused thing that I'm, that I'm yeah. enjoying. Your, it, your life probably isn't that bad. Do you like sesame snaps? Sesame snaps, uh, like sesame oil. I put that shit on everything. Like they should, they should recruit me for the Frank's uh, red hot sauce style ads for sesame oil. Sesame oil. I put that shit on everything. Um, but let's go ahead and get started. You're traveling through another dimension. It is at times a dimension of sorrow, at times a dimension of beautiful sights, at times a dimension of sports satiety. It is an area we call Handkerchief Dynasty. I am, as always, your secret professor, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, joined via astral plane link by my good friend and holy of holies, the high priest of Oilers Magic. How are you, high priest? I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. I mean, you know, <clears throat> we had a bit of a, a bit of a stinker with the last game against <laughs> Minnesota. We're looking forward to Tampa Bay tomorrow. I, I, I said prior to these games, you know, these games were going to be serious tests. Starting with the game against Minnesota, you know, Carolina coming up, Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah. The but uh, I I basically like I think any teacher, if they can see that like the group of students coming in to take the exam are just so beat down and so yeah. spent that yeah. they literally can't even lift the pencil. Like most good teachers have said, hey guys, you know what? We can do this test next time. Yeah. Everyone go get some rest. We'll do that. We'll do the criminology midterm on Wednesday against Tampa Bay because yeah. clearly nobody here is prepared. To, to be here right now. That being said, all of that being said, and I agree with you, 100% agree with you. There was uh, one student who was very well rested, who had, <laughs> who had put in ample time studying. He had gone to study hall. He had got a good night's sleep. He had ate a nutritious breakfast. Yeah, but not too heavy, you know, not, not gonna weigh you down. No. He got like probably a pep talk from his mom before he left the house. Yeah. Um, he was wearing his, uh, his clothes, like his superpower clothes, you know, that really give him confidence. Yeah. And he totally uh, blew it. He blew yeah. it. No, I mean, and that, that is Mike Smith. And that yeah, I'm talking sure. about Mike Smith, our goalie, which continues to be the question of questions surrounding this team, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and um, you texted me the other day and texted me something I've been thinking about since you said it because it was very well put uh, by the often bombastic Craig Button who said that the Oilers not getting a if the Oilers don't get a goalie they're building their house on a fault line which is so uh, dramatic yeah and uh accurate i think well you so should, the question did you, did you is, see the video because when he was posing the question to the panel they were just in like stitches just like no oh we know man we know oh god oh really yeah like didn't really have like the tone of a news broadcast it was it felt more like watching like a sleepover via zoom hmm. or something well i mean it is the question if like i wonder what they're gonna do there's been a lot of talk it feels like the the old um the hot stove is heating up. There's been a lot of talk, not a lot of goalie talk, though. There continues to be, it 
pretty quiet on the old goalie front. And there was... Yeah. Not I only that, was, but, but some are saying, oh, you know, maybe like some are still banding about the idea, like maybe we don't need a goalie. It's like, no, we no. need a goalie. Are you kidding me? What did I, th- what did I tell you like three episodes ago? That this was the, the, uh, the thing that was going to cost them, right? They'd start thinking, they'd put a yeah. few wins together and start thinking, you know what? Ah, maybe uh, this is pretty good. Maybe we don't need a goalie. Maybe this is going to work out. Maybe this is going to, we're going to be able to pull this thing together and we're going to be able, I don't know, maybe it's not so bad. I can tell you one thing, okay, as, as someone not completely unfamiliar with the concept of strategy, if your strategy begins with, eh, and then you deliver the rest of it in a higher pitch voice than you normally do. Right. You, that's a questionable yeah. strategy. I don't, I don't, I don't recall, I don't recall hearing about Napoleon going, well, maybe if we attack via Piedmont, you know, I mean, even when he was doing something bold and risky, it was never like, maybe we can unify italy maybe like right at the very end you he would have been saying things like that right at the end yeah post water yeah. for sure he's like well when you when when you're commanding five hundred thousand yeah. guys you know and you've you've really made your career commanding regiments of like fifteen thousand, it's a little right. different so i don't know i don't know i mean i heard that there was scouts and there was oilers scouts yep. at the philadelphia blues game tonight which i watched for mm-hmm. that reason mm-hmm. and i'm a little confused as to why there were scouts back in because uh the blues obviously aren't going to give up binnington mm-hmm. and i mean philadelphia do they have a goalie i mean not really. They're not going to give up Carter Hart. This is the thing, dude. Like, if you are the, they I, not going to give up Carter Hart, is the question because that's, the, that's what I said. And then I was yeah. talking to um, the mini priest, the priest in training before he went to sleep. And I said, What do you think? What do you think about that? He said, Well, dad, Carter Hart's from here, you know. And I said, mm. uh, That's a good point. That's that is a good, good point. point. That is a good and point. And then I asked him, would you do a one-for-one one Yamamoto for Carter Hart? And he said, I would. <laughs> I would. You better. Carter, Hart, Carter Hart's pretty nice. <laughs> well, would you do? I mean, Carter Hart's not. Uh, he's kind of the goalie equivalent of Kyler Yamamoto in terms of recent production because he's been no, um, to use a phrase I hate, but I'm going to use, He's been no great shakes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But like compared to you know? the other option coming out of the organization, I mean, if this is the thing. And it's, it is going to get more interesting as time goes on here because we're finally seeing, you know what, the Eastern, the Eastern Conference, the pitcher's looking pretty clear right now. Like as of today, yeah. there's five or six teams that are like, okay, you know what, we're going to be giving up the ghost pretty soon here. Yeah. Uh, the question is whether that's going to, whether that's going to happen in the West. And the question is like, when you, when you actually look at the Eastern conference goaltenders, it's not as though there's a backup available. That's like, Oh yeah, he's a sure thing. There's a lot of guys who have actually no. like pretty like middling save percentages guys that need totally. to have bounce back seasons. So you're hoping at this point, because really what Ken Holland has to do, the, the move is to overpay really for the starter like get into the conversation with philly being sure. like oh yeah maybe we're in your backup and then you say hey well what if i give you this this and this and this for carter hart like a, the kind of trade where everyone on twitter afterwards is going to say edmonton got destroyed here edmonton got fleeced all these assets for one yeah. goalie blah, blah 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 and it's like dude 
we're a franchise that needs to give up too many assets to get that number one guy. So I, I yes. feel like that's that's the trade I'm waiting for. That's the trade I'm hoping for. I don't know if it's that realistic, but you know, and hopefully, as more Western teams get eliminated, the, some more interesting options come about, or we we go over the top and we get the starter from someone. Starter from you know, some team. you know what, Carter Hart. There's a lot of things that, to me, um, there's a lot of things that uh, he sort of, I mean, he's from here. I think he kind of got into a situation in Philadelphia where a lot of expectation was being placed on him and he wasn't ready for that yet. Mm. And I don't, like, it wasn't an environment that he was uh, kind of uh, set to thrive in. Right. Like, I think he needs a fresh start is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I can see it. I could see it. I think it's going to, I think there's no real point in trading a oiler for like a new, like a Miko, a Koskinen 2.0. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like exactly. Need, they need a, a, um, it, need, it needs to be an improvement. Absolutely. Yeah. So and I, th- I think a lot of the options right now are, are more lateral trades. That's probably another one of the reasons why yeah. we haven't seen a trade yet. Um, but I'll be honest, like if I'm, if I'm Kate's right now and the message isn't look, get a goalie before the trade deadline, who's better than what we currently have right now, or else you gotta do it. You gotta do it. like, like that, like basically there should be a one, a, a very short, a very succinct, a very terse, uh, something, a message with a lot of brevity coming from Daryl Cates's email to ken.holland at oilers.com. And yeah. it has to be subject line, get a goalie better than who we have right now. Before the trade deadline, dot, 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 and in the email body, dot, 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 or else. <laughs> and if you don't think there's a arms race going on right now between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, who just gave up a first for Tyler to Foley, yeah. that would be a part of my email if I was Daryl Cates as well. Mm, this idea yeah. that the Oilers' first round picks are somehow like, oh no, absolutely not. Like, we won't be giving up a first round pick and the flames are giving up first round picks for Tyler Toffoli, and the flames also just, just, uh, you know, they just won their 10th game in a row. I don't know, man. It's time for this team to deal a first to get a goalie, you know, it's a first plus plus for a starter really is the yeah. trade. Well, yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A first, even if they in, only have one more year left of term or whatever, I don't even fucking care. Oh way. yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you, if um, I mean, obviously, a couple of years would be nice. One year busy on this year would be good. I don't think you're trading all that for a guy just as a pure rental, but like he needs to, he needs to pull his dick out of the stone and swing that sword, go for the critical hit sure. against the dragon. Because you know what? If it, if a, if there is a battle of Alberta which is entirely possible. Some would even say at this point, likely, you know what I'm saying? If there is a battle of Alberta and the Oilers wind up losing that battle of Alberta because they don't have a goalie, you know, that's going to stink. That should be, that should be the, the, uh, the long game here that the Oilers are looking at. And it, you know, I know in the eighties and stuff like that from the other side of the coin, that was the flames long game, right? It was like, um, 
to to be successful, we have to do one thing. We have to beat the Oilers. And it still sort of feels like that, that those two franchises like are always um that's the name of the game, right? And if yeah. you can beat if you can beat the other team consistently, you'll have something. You'll have something that at least um get you into the dance and it'll get you into the dance with uh, a bit of uh, swagger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know to me, to my eye, to my untrained, uh, my eyes pretty trained. Actually, I take it back. My eyes trained to my trained eye. I think that's what the Oilers have to do. And really the sooner, the better. And it still makes me incredibly nervous the way Holland talks about the goaltending of this team. It's just like, I want to shake the guy and be like, dude, um, what are you seeing here that I'm not seeing? Yeah. And that like, no, everybody else is not seeing because what the team has right now is entirely not sustainable. And I mean, I still don't even think Mike Smith is 100% healthy. I mean, when he came back, Remember when he came back, he, that, that, when he was like, well, you know, I just, I got to get back out there. Like, I just got to play and I really want to, like, it's time. And like, he never really, I don't think that injury was ever entirely resolved. Like, I think he's still playing with a nagging injury. And if that thing crops up, then we're, the team is right back to where they were. I mean, maybe a, a little improved because there's, they're, in the middle of the honeymoon right now, but are they? And are they going to be? I mean, there's there's honeymoon juice against teams like. Uh, apologies for using the term honeymoon juice. <laughs> uh, against teams like, L.A. and Anaheim, and uh, who else do they play? San Jose. Mm. But I don't think like uh, you could have your sheets soaked in honeymoon juice, and I don't think that's going to be enough to. Um, beat the teams they're scheduled to play. Not Tampa Bay. So, wow. No. Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. come and come check into the hotel. You got to be like, holy shit. What time is it? What day is it? Honey, honey. Yes, no, I love you too. But I, I where are my pants? Yeah. And, and Carolina. Fucked. And Carolina. And Washington. Yeah. Like, and Florida. They're playing. Yeah. And Florida. Like, Florida playing... is like, has a beastly record this year. It's crazy. Oh They've lost three games at home the entire season. They're 23 and three at home. 23 and three, 23 and three. It's otherworldly. Imagine if you're a season ticket holder in Sunrise, Florida, that's 23 nights you've gone out and just had like the best time. Three times you've been, the times you haven't had a good time have been so novel that you've still had a great time. Totally. You know what I mean? No, because if you've won, you've won so much at that point, you're like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. It rolls right off you. Yeah. Well, not only is it fine, it's probably enjoyable. It's probably like fun. It's something different. It's ballast. It's it kind of ballast, it brings you back yeah. down to earth so you can enjoy the highs even more. Um, you know, and I still think I still think there there should be a few trades uh, prior to the deadline. Like, you know, I think there's a big question mark at in the bottom six in some ways, although you know that mm. Nuge line has really like really emerged so. as a pretty incredible unit um yeah and it's been great to see but you know we probably i'm just going to assume we're probably going to need a fourth line going into the playoffs too so the the i mean i know the fourth line is not the be all end all but no. having that somewhat worked out i mean we're not going to roll into the playoffs 11 and 7 you think if they do roll into the playoffs 11 and 7 they should be tying in 
with a promo with 7-Eleven. They, they should be wearing 7-Eleven logos on their helmets for all those I games. I don't know. I mean, I think that Woodcroft is a young coach and with, with younger people come radical ideas. What do I always say about younger people? You know how I talk about younger people. It's true. <laughs> all the time. You know how I talk about the younger people and their and radical, their radical ideas. ideas. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, um, I don't think that the way Woodcroft is running his bench was the uh, reason they got smoked by Minnesota. And no. I do think it was part of the reason they found success in the five games prior to that. You know what Absolutely, I'm saying? For sure. I mean, so, just hearing the post games, uh, like the Derek Ryan post game. And just the impression of like these guys being like, okay, thank God they're actually rolling the like the ice time around. It's not just like, okay, contribute sitting on the bench twenty minutes at a time. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, you didn't contribute sitting on the bench twenty minutes. Okay, you're out. Other guys in. Well, Tippett was kind of running the bench like a like it was a basketball bench. You know what I mean? Like you had you'd have your five guys out there, and then when they got into foul trouble, they'd come like sit for. Yeah, I mean he's an old school coach. Yeah. Yeah. Old school coach kind of just like over over reliance on veterans on a team that like was actually not exactly like veteran laden as well. No. So, uh, yeah, I think I think Woodcroft and Manson have come in and instilled a different uh, a different jib almost. There's almost like a whole oh, different jib right now. I agree. But all that being said, you can have the jib of jibs and. Uh, that jib don't count for Jack if you don't have goaltender. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, I'm still not convinced. I mean, Mike Smith went on a pretty good heater there. He was playing really well. I'll give him that. And I'm a Mike Smith guy. I, I love Mike Smith. I, I like nothing more than for Mike Smith to have not incurred that nagging injury that he's dealing with and played uh, this entire season like he played for his best stretches last season. But I just, uh, that feels like something I can't um, believe in with any sort of conviction or real, like, I mean, I'm not going to hitch my star, hitch my trailer to that star. It just feels- It's not fair to either of you. Feels like a bad choice. Exactly. Yeah. So like serious, seriously. I hope they. I hope they do something. I just can't imagine. I mean, they have to do something, right? Can you imagine it's, if they rolled into the playoffs? With, I mean, it'd be laughable. It'd be like, what are you like? This isn't going to work because we know exactly what would happen, right? We know exactly what would be happening. And if I was the opposition, I'd be like, well, I mean, first thing, let's get Mike Smith out of the game. Let's just like crash Mike Smith because, you know once he's gone this whole team collapses and they have no goaltending it's a total dumpster fire once once any of their house of cards once that thing falls oh, there's yeah. just no confidence it's not that they don't have goaltending even it's the team in front of that goalie has no confidence in what's going on back there that totally. that's really the problem there's no confidence in that situation yeah, it's you know a psychological, it's a psych, it's a state of mind. It's a mental state. It's like it's like with the Napoleonic army, one of their favorite tactics was to have the artillery supporting the infantry as it marched forward. So what you do is you place the artillery to fire basically just in front of the infantry as they march forward, right? right. But for that to work, the infantry have to know, a okay, there's some cannons going to help us. That'll be awesome. 
most of us are still probably going to die, but that's that's pretty good. And you got to know those cannons are well maintained and well manned and firing yeah. on target. And so, like, we have infantry out there marching around, being like, uh, "Do you know when the cannons are going to start? Or the, do we have cannons today?" A lot of this going on. <laughs> Look at behind the shoulder. <laughs> like it's it should be a like these are, you know, as with combined arms in warfare, you know, a combined effort from all your different positions is key for most sports, I would say, particularly in hockey, like the whole, the whole goalie on an, on a hockey team thing is such a singular relationship, you know? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope they figure that out. If they can figure that out, um, I think they'll be in, if they can figure that out. And like you said, like you said, when they picked up Woodcroft, the honeymoon effect could be enough to mm. uh, to uh, amp up the mojo, get them in. I mean, I honestly think that if they get into the playoffs, they're going to have so much more. The combination of Tip not being at the helm and bodies in the building, I think they're going to have lots of juice, lots of jump for the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. But – Without the goalie situation fixed, man, I don't know. It seems no, awful, it's like yeah. awful dicey. It's 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 this we're on we're in like speed run territory. It's like we're in we're playing Super Mario World. We've touched the halfway bar in the level that lets you start halfway because you know we're halfway through the season, but yeah. we're small. We haven't mushroomed up yet. Yeah, we just got yeah. a star, which is the coaching change, and that star yeah. is going to help us for the next thirty to forty-five seconds. You know, the next hundred yards. But if That's... we don't get a goalie. We won't get the magical cape and I mean, we won't gotta, fly our way home gobbling up gotta, delicious golden coins the whole way. Like the goalie. You gotta you gotta get the mushroom. You gotta get the mushroom. Yeah, the mushroom is is a is a forward, some forward or uh, or defensive depth. Like the goalie, the goalie thing, uh, we still need more additions at the deadline, no question, but those should be easier to get. Um well, it's just, it's, just like, it, it's just so shocking to like turn on a very well credentialed, very well established news organization covering your hockey team, and to have the panelists like unable to stop laughing because it's so laughably obvious what has to happen, you know. And then I was I was reading today that there was a rumor the Oilers were sniffing around with Dominic Kubalik, and it's just like, like what what are you doing? Like are you still really you're still mining that Hawk series? that meaningless garbage hawk series from two mm. years ago. It was a complete joke in the first place. Totally. Like you're still basing your attack and what you're going to do on who played well in that series. Like that's the key. I don't know, man. Still not sure about old Kenny Holland. I mean, he took one step out of the, uh, the heap of total refuse by i guess getting rid of tip and hiring woodcroft as interim hope coach interim strictly yeah. interim but strictly uh, interim if he doesn't get a goalie then like man oh man because there's been opportunities like the oilers had chances to get guys he he tried to get Markstrom, didn't get him, and then like, I don't know. I guess uh, like an E for effort was satisfactory in his Give me mind. A break. No, I mean everyone knows. Like it's it's nice that you tried, but at a certain point, you know, you really get about five minutes of credit for that try. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, like, and I mean, like, he tried. Sure, I, it's very easy to say that uh, you try to get somebody when you didn't get them. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like when a politician says, um, you know, that they're disappointed in something happening, and they're like, "We tried to, we tried to do something, but uh, I don't know. Just we tried our best. Like it counts mm. for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah." Like do something. At a certain point, it's actually started to count for. It's starting to count for less than nothing. Yeah, exactly. Because it's been like, okay, how long has it been? It's like we're the only team, and you're exactly right about over over emphasizing that Chicago series. We're the only (sighs) team that was just like, oh, that guy was amazing two years ago. We got to get that guy today. Or this this player of ours was really going about two three years ago, man. If we can get him going, if we can just get him going again, it's like, what about, what about following the, like the experience, you know, the sensory input of the last 18 months guys. Well, how about just like, like, is there any team that pays more attention to time or pays less attention to the passage of time? Totally. Like, can you imagine, you know, conducting your own affairs based on what kind of person you were two years ago or like three years ago. To be honest, that's a like bad example because I actually conduct my affairs based <laughs> on who I was a long, long before that. Sadly, it's one of my issues. Yeah. Well, but exactly, yeah, totally. Right? But like, like I don't, it's not. Yeah. You can't do it like that. Certainly like not a only group. As, you're only as good as your last game, and Ken Holland is, is sniffing around Dominic Kubelik. and like the guys, honestly, the guys the Oilers have got from that series. I mean, Slater Cuckoo is, it's over as far as I'm concerned. Like that guy, that experiment is done. Duncan seems, Keith. Seems to be. Sure. I mean, Duncan Keith has been a, a very good defenseman over the last little while. I, in, I think. Sure. But, yeah, I agree. But. It's not the I, answer. I don't really. Yeah, it's not the answer, right? It's like, it's like going through a really bad breakup. And the other person gives you some kind of like platitude. They're like, "Oh, you know, we just uh, we we don't we don't like the same 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 kind of music, you know." Yeah. You know, and then you're just like, "Oh shit!" So like, for every relationship after that, you just like pretend to like whatever music the other person likes like way too much. You know, oh, I love the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Just like, first of all, like, like, like yeah, right. process process the disappointment properly in the moment you know right. don't don't read too much into it don't like overanalyze or overthink it or like essentialize it or reify it into this like thing where it's like oh yeah but also get a fucking goalie i mean if like again i just have to hit this home like nobody fucking cares if we were close to getting markstrom yeah it's a negative cares. value now like if you were trying to save your marriage and you didn't the whole thing went up in flames but prior to that, you would try to save it by signing Mike Smith and, and Miko Koskinen to NHL contracts. Right. Like, are you getting credit for that? Are years later you saying, you know, I tried to save that marriage. I really tried. It's too bad I didn't. It's like, no, yeah, you gotta I mean, move like, on. Live in the now. Live this, in the, the now. The the thrust of that story is that you you failed at getting Markstrom and the flames got him. You know what I mean? Like you should be trying twice as hard to get somebody better than Markstrom now, you know, instead of just being like, you should be suppressing that story. You shouldn't be putting it out there. Oh, you know, we're really close to get like, that should not, that should be a rumor that people whisper about on the edges once in a while. Not like something that's literally comes up like dozens upon dozens of times. Yeah. Like parading it around, you know, like they signed up. That was two years ago. Now we're still hearing about that shit. Wasn't that two years ago? uh, That they got Markstrom. No, that was this year. They tried to get him at the beginning of this year. 
No, 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 because Markstrom had a weak first year in Calgary, I thought. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I should, I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna rail about it and go on a huge rant, I should try and be at least partially right. Well, weren't they trying to get a goalie? Yeah, this he played year he played they... for the he played for the Flames last year too. Okay. So this year was just they didn't try to get anybody. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he had a 904 save percentage the first year in Calgary up to a 928 right now. Meanwhile, for two straight years, we're saying, well, you know, we really made a big push for Markstrom. It's like, and yeah. What are, and, what, are, and, but what are their goalies at? Like eight something pretty much all the time? Yeah. Like NATO like made a big push eights? in Crimea. How did that work out? It's over now. Like, yeah, like it's over. This Hawks series is done. Like quit trying to beat the 2010 to the 2010 Blackhawks, man. You it's know? almost like it's almost like the way when like one side loses a war and the other side thinks, oh sweet, we won this war. Those guys lost it, that we won't hear anything about it now. But in reality, what happens after that is the losing side is gonna have something to bitch about forever. You know? Yeah, right. Like the South, the American South after the Civil War, they will never be able to let that go because to them you know it was a really big fucking deal and like losing that war being the losers in that war is actually more closely tied to their identity than anything else at this point yeah, and i right. wonder like do we have that a little bit of that in edmonton like do we lose out on free agents and we, do we mismanage our roster so much that we're that, that that's just now entrenched in our identity you know as the losers of the the war to acquire you know a competitive uh-huh. roster Maybe. I mean, that would explain the if obsession, so, it's, it's obsession with guys that we've lost. Like I totally, can name totally. almost, uh, you know, there's, there's more sort of um, soul in the, the stories of the guys that we've lost or those things get paraded around those stories more than the guys that they've signed. Yeah. You know, there's more meat on those stories, which is messed up. Well, and even if even if the team happens to be playing really well and going on a really wicked streak, those stories are still there. They still pop out even at the best of times. I mean, let alone when uh, when things get pretty lean. Yeah, I don't know. Well, just, I, yeah. I hope they sign a goalie and soon because I mean, over the next week, one of two things is going to happen, right? One of two things is going to happen. The Oilers will either uh, wail on these top teams. You know, and it'll be like a coming out party for the Oilers. Or they'll get wailed on and it'll be like, holy crap, like this team, it'll be like that old story where they play some teams and then it's like, yeah, they're, uh, they're just not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready to uh, compete with the big boys yet, which we hear all the time. Like, <sighs> you gotta, they're so not there yet, but they have to be there. Like, this is, this is the year that it has to happen. Like this team should be um, focused on winning a Stanley cup and absolutely nothing else, nothing totally. else. And we, so and we shouldn't, we shouldn't get wrapped up one in this, of those like, two things can happen. this like defeatism where it's like, Oh, we're not there. We're not, we're not there. It's like, look guys, then give you a few additions to the roster. This is sports. Things can turn around quickly. Like love comes yeah. quickly as the pet shop boys taught, taught us, you know, right. with a, with a goalie, a forward and a defenseman Yeah, where it's not as though we're that far away. We got a bunch of great players. We got a wicked core. Yeah, we have a few great players. Yeah. Like, like it's not as though there's, there's more than one human shaped hole in this roster right now. There's, there's one human shaped hole and then a couple of small kind of like mammalian sized holes. That who knows? I mean, if you get the right human in the that human shaped hole, 
then those other holes could become uh, much smaller, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Oilers have had subpar goaltending for so long now. And I honestly think that it's, um, you know, of course it's making their other holes, their other holes look like much larger holes. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is this, a Marquis de Sade? short story jesus christ um and another thing on top of it too it's like i i actually i'm getting to the point where you know i feel bad criticizing the goaltending so much but it's like well, yeah. kenny holland and the oilers have put everyone in this position where the goaltending's been struggling so of course it's going to be a whipping boy it's an obvious problem organizationally that that should have been you know should have, there should have been more done to address it far before this oh, so the absolutely. fact that we're in this situation where everyone's just got this collective whipping boy of like oh the oilers goaltending oilers goaltending oilers goaltending like we shouldn't have oh. this as a conversation topic for this long I it's spiritually agree. draining it's the most draining thing in the oilers universe as far as i'm concerned right now there's nothing that infuriates me more than the deluge of tweets after a game that the oilers lose it doesn't matter who starts that game and the tweet will be, it's always like, it's the tweet that's like, interesting how when Mike Smith starts, the press never says, or conversely, interesting when Miko Koskinen starts, I'd like to see if Mike Smith played that exact same game. Like it's both sides. Like it's, it doesn't matter who's starting. You'll hear that, that same tweet. <laughs> it does not matter who starts. They'll just switch the names around. Like clearly um like both the guys are are the problem but it's not even like it's not them that's like it's they're being put in a position that they're just not suited for at this point in their careers you know what i mean like it's just well it's like you hire you you have your mcdonald's franchise you hire a 14 year old to run cashier and then you don't even ask them if they know basic math. You don't train them. You leave them to do. You leave them to do the fucking graveyard shift on their own. You're not even sure end if they day. have keys. Then you're not even sure if they, they, they know how to contact someone. And then they then they fuck it up. And it's like, oh, look at this guy fucking it up. It's like, well, dude, did you put them in a position to succeed, brother? I don't know if you did. Did you, did you show them how to do end of day on the debit machine? I well, this is just common it. knowledge. I mean, end of day. Everyone Close knows how to do end F, of day. F one. Just press, and then you press OK twelve times. I mean, <laughs> uh, I will let everyone know our uh, intro today is from Toriyama Yuji. The name of that song is Blue Rock Boulevard, and then the outro will be from Onuki Taiko. That song is called Courant des Mécontentements. Now, those are both featured on the latest mixtape, which will be dropping for patrons later tonight. I hope you'll enjoy it. Actually, my last mixtape was so fucking balling. I had a little bit of anxiety doing the next one. I was like, there's no way I could even do it. One half as good as the last one. But you I think it. uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, uh, I like it. I like it quite a bit. There's a, a wicked cover of the, uh, the Pet Shop Boys, Love Comes Quickly, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder how much more I should just be listening to the Pet Shop Boys directly. Oh, great band. Have you ever heard their version of Always on My Mind? You've heard that, right? The really oh, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh yeah. No, they have, they're a fucking killer duo. Have you ever heard uh, My Morning Jacket's version of West End Girls? I think I have, actually. Oh, yeah, man. they used to play a lot of My Morning Jacket at the cafe back in the day. 
no, when I worked. Great one. Yeah. Great one. I always wondered if it was a smoking jacket, my morning jacket. I'm pretty sure it's like a euphemism for uh, masturbating what? first thing in the morning. Oh, morning jacket. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. That's too bad. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty funny. You treat your body like it's an amusement park. <laughs> um, well, we said we were only going to go for a half hour, of course. Yeah, yeah. We enjoy Let's... each other's company so much that it's impossible to stay to that kind of timeline. Did we go past? It's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes? Uh, yeah, I think we're at about 40 minutes now. Um, well, let's yeah, let's for, let's call it. Yeah, let's wrap just, it up. Wind I'm just say, oh, sorry. If, uh, if you're interested in hearing the Secret Professor's mixtapes, please do join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash handkerchief dynasty. We got some cool bonus episodes up there monthly for... Uh, the patrons we got to have your mom back on that was probably my favorite patron episode oh Hockey yeah mom. yeah maybe maybe yeah. once things are a little more settled you know i don't think we want to bring mom on when things are like still so unmoored mm, i don't know i mean i think it might be i think that things are only become going to become more unmoored. like now might be the time right all right, tell you what, let's invite her on, see if she can bring a couple of plates of like uh, tuna sandwiches and like carrot sticks. Yeah, cheese and ball. Then, uh, cheese ball. And uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have the basement cleaned out by then. I think I think we're, we're supposed to have the basement tidied up before we can- Okay, I'll talk to yeah. her. I'll talk to my mom. All right. Well, I won't, I won't ask you for any final thoughts. I will wish you the best. I will leave you in the care of the spirits and the cats. Remember to maintain a state of cat-like readiness Whenever possible, remember to have some sesame. Remember 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day and a yeah. brisk walk can make all the difference sometimes. That's very true. You know what else? You know what else? The crossword puzzle. Try doing the crossword puzzle. Totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about you read a fucking book too? Oh, yeah. No problem there, right? You got um, to. You got to have another, a, uh, you got to have some other drama in your head that's not uh, in any way connected to your real life. Mm, it's mm. like uh, in another universe you can just slip into very easily. It's magic of books. I mean, it's, I'm preaching yeah. to the choir, right? Totally. Give it's a like hood, when give a hood, read a book. Right? It's like when two dogs on other one side of on either side of a fence kind of like chase each other. That's what reading exactly. a book is to the mind. You're just latching onto another consciousness outside of the boundaries of your, you know, livestock like existence. 100 <laughs> all right well hope uh the family is well i'll uh we'll hook it up after the next game either tonight, when's the tomorrow next game night tomorrow night tomorrow yeah uh we can go uh, tomorrow night or maybe the night after yeah we could probably go uh the night after would work good i'm gonna be at the theater very late tomorrow night showing an indian movie that doesn't end until past midnight i've never heard of an indian movie going long yeah right yeah yeah be a fun time I'll, I'll be curious to hear yeah. more about that. Yeah, it will be a fun time. I always watch them. All right, to all those listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for feeling. Thank you for touching. Thank you for smelling. Thank you for looking. We like it when you look. And uh, enjoy the rest of your eve. Talk to you soon, bro. Okay, see you later.
I'm a l i t t e